Welcome into Coinsk Connection. I'm Brandon Shanahan, joined as always by Tyler Sprinkle. Tyler, what a great week we have coming ahead of us. I feel like I say that every week, but this week I mean it just as well. Let's get it. It's a big week for Nebraska. Um, definitely the out of the, the remaining three games we have, this is the best shot to get to a bowl game. So I'm looking forward to it. And it, you absolutely said it. It's on a, It's on Peacock. Do you have a Peacock subscription? Yet? No. Are you going to just hop on a free trial? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a bummer, but also if we uh, do end up losing to Maryland, I don't want to, I don't want a lot of people to see it anyways. So yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, tickets as always as $8. I always get those notifications. I think it's BS. but Yeah, because it was like $8 and then $25 per ticket for fees. And, yep. you know, not, not, not quite the cost there, but. Um, nonetheless, a great weekend of college football lined up. Um, getting started, we got Penn, Michigan and Penn State. That's a big one. We'll see if Michigan has any kinks in the armor. Um, after their first nine, ten bye weeks, they finally start their season this week, which will be nice. They're finally joining the party. Um, then a couple of big matchups as far as the Big 12 race goes, because that is getting very congested up top. Oklahoma State and Central Florida. Big big one out in the Pac-12. Utah at Washington. You know we've seen Utah's defense win them football games. Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. on the ropes. Who knows? That we talked about a messy playoff scenario the last go arounds. Um, there's not a zero percent chance that a that the Pac-12 gets zero teams in, and that would be the formula is Washington losing this one. Yep, they cannibalize each other just like they do every year. Every that would be year. sad. Oh, I'd be so sad. And then um, another big one, I think the last ranked versus ranked matchup we get. Um, oh, I also just noticed that Air Ole Force Miss, is still Georgia. ranked. Yeah, Ole Miss, Georgia. Um, surprised the Air Force still ranked. Got blown yeah, they got arm. pooped on. Yikes. Well, Should have been shut out. But all right, hey, you know what? Hats off to the troops. But yeah, yeah. the other big one of uh, Ole Miss at Georgia. Which you know, great. I'm I'm excited to see what Ole Miss can do. Their offense has been fantastic. Their defense has been awful, but we'll see how that works. Hopefully, we see a lot of field goals down south. That's what I'm rooting for, first and foremost. Every week until it hits. <laughs> oh man! So let's see here. So let's just, just kind of jump into the Nebraska Maryland game. It's a big one. Uh, ESPN FBI has it as a 57% chance for Maryland, which feels fair. They're favored by two and a half. And Lincoln, which which hurts, but is is right. That, that seems like a, a good spot to be. Yeah, I agree, especially if we don't make some changes. Um, I very much subscribe to the thought that I'm not sure we win another game if we don't change something. Um, especially now that, I mean, if they didn't have it before, they have it now, the way to, to stop this already bad offense. So there needs to be something that changes um, or else we're just not going to make a bowl game. Yeah, I mean, that's a scary thought, especially going into last week, five and three were favored on the road. And then all of a sudden you're looking, I mean, we'll beat Iowa, so I, I, I wouldn't go that far with it, but... You know, six wins at this point would, would be pretty, would be a bummer, I'd say. Yeah, I just, 
I would like that monkey off our back, so that way we can just go out there and just play. Yeah, and this is the spot to do it. It is kind of nerve-wracking because Tagovailoa is going to be, outside of J.J. McCarthy, the best quarterback that we've seen all year. And you can probably even tell me that he's is the best quarterback that we've seen all year. Um, so I just, I mean, we'll, we'll see the secondary get, get tested. I, I think they're up for the challenge. I think that they're built for, for, for a game like this, but it, it, I'd be lying if I said, it doesn't worry me that we're not playing, uh, you know, the other quarterbacks in the big, big 10 West. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's one part of our defense that I'm not so sure about is our corner, uh, our D-back play. We've definitely seen them get kind of exposed a little bit this year. Um, I just hate that we we give 10 yards every yeah. every route. Like, I, I hate that. I hate it. So, if – I that might need to change this week. <laughs> we get diced up. I mean, the Broncos and Tua yeah. might be – situation oh my gosh uh oof. what a disaster i football is funny though because i was watching the kansas city chiefs go up 21-0 on the on the dolphins this past weekend and i'm like well we well the broncos beat the chiefs but they lost by 50 to the dolphins so I'll tell you how that works that's a paradox effect <laughs> but so I mean, if I'm going to sell you on Nebraska, I'm going to sell you on Maryland's look really, really bad the last four weeks. They yeah. lose to Ohio State and Penn State big. You chalk those up as fair. Um, but then also some pretty bad losses at home to Illinois and then Northwestern by a touchdown a couple of weeks ago. Those those are teams that Nebraska's beaten. Yeah, it just – I wish it was that simple. <laughs> <laughs> but it never is. It never is that simple. Um, so I said it when it happened, when they lost to Northwestern. I was like, that game should have been for Nebraska. Yeah, that stinker. So that makes me nervous that they had that before we got there, or they came here, rather. Yeah, because now they're probably going to be a little bit more dialed in than they're coming in hot to it might even set them up for uh oh what's it called a, a letdown game i think that's what they call it i know you're a big proponent of, of letdown games uh, i don't know what that is <laughs> but they're also fighting for their six win too so this that's is gonna just, be it's gonna be yeah. a battle and that's just what, what i was gonna mention is as well because they got michigan next week so i'm assuming they wouldn't get their six win that week and then rutgers there are they're six and three i i yeah didn't believe that number when I first saw it, but that's not a not a cakewalk as it's been in, in years past. Um, ESPN FBI gives them a fifty one percent chance to win that, so they're probably looking at the same game in the the same light that Nebraska is like. Well, this is going to be our best opportunity to to win yeah. another game here to secure that six win. Yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be a very nerve wracking game, I'm assuming, but. I think we have what it takes to beat the Terps. I think so too. So let me just ask you this: What does what does the winning formula look like for the for the Huskers? What does this game have to look like? Who has to step up? Who needs to? What needs to happen for Nebraska to get their sixth win of the season? 
We need turnovers. We need to force some damn turnovers, um, which they come in waves for us, it seems, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we're, we have that wave playing Maryland. And I think, I think we need to show some life in the passing game to allow the run game to get back on track. Um, we need to stay on schedule every down. And yeah, just no turnovers. I mean, that's every week. It should be every week, no turnovers, but so we need to turn the, we need to get turnovers. We need not to turn the ball over. We need to stay on schedule. Yeah, I think so too. I, Cause the first thing that comes to my mind is we'll just don't turn the football over. If you don't turn the football over, we're, we're eight and one probably. Um, but that at this stage of the game, I think that's not in the cards, but you got the, the combat for that is, well, now we got to generate some turnovers to make up for yeah. the turnovers that we're inevitably gonna, gonna hand up. Um, a, a big thing that was disappointing to me last week was energy. I don't think that they came out very energized. Like I, I remember that Illinois game fresh off of that big loss to Michigan. They were playing with their hair on fire. It felt yeah. like they were flying around their offense. They had that uh, 99 yard drive early in the, the first quarter in the first half that was and that goal line that, stand that goal line stand they were they were making plays granted they were coughing the ball up uh you know it seemed like every other possession but they, they were making plays and this is a game where you got to make some plays you know and i think this team's good at staying staying level with the peaks and valleys they're not going to get you know too they're, they're very used to making big mistakes at this point unfortunately but i think they're in a good spot as far as bounce back for that but you got to make plays and i think that there's got to there's got to be a way to to set harburg up for more success in the passing game than than what we've seen there's got to be something i've seen him throw some good passes i've seen him but it's just it, it feels few and far between and i feel like there's honestly sometimes where he throws such a good pass that it gets dropped i'm not used to catching the football up here this is this is new to me there's got to be a way to get him more efficient. And as you probably said, that part of that's probably just staying on schedule and keeping the staying ahead of the change. Um, I'm going to push back on you a little bit. When he has an open receiver, he tends to overthrow them um, due to his sidearm. Um, or he just throws into coverage um, is what I see a lot from Harburg. Um I mean, you're not always going to have a guy streaking down the middle of the field wide open. Um, and unless you can underthrow the ball to perfection like we did against Northwestern, it's going to be hard to make some plays with his arm. Um, I think getting him out of the pocket, I mean, I've said it multiple times, that's when he looks best throwing the ball. If you can roll him out of the pocket and give him one side of the field to look at, yeah, it makes it easier for the defense, but that's where he thrives, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's that's exactly it, is that you just get him. It, it feels counterintuitive because I think coming into the season, the thing that excited us so much about this offense is our ability to go north-south with this great set of running backs that we had and um, uh, what was a, an upgraded offensive line compared to last year. But I think the formula is – getting to see moving side to side 
and they've had some success running the option. I've seen him pitch the ball a few times the last couple of weeks, which is promising. But don't run the option to the short side of the field. That never works, and I'm tired of seeing it. I can't believe I keep seeing it on my television screen. Um, but, yeah, get, getting him to roll out in the pockets, getting some – Getting him in situations where maybe it's fine to use your his sidearm action because I guess that's the only way he can throw a football. So I, but th- there's got to be something other than just having him drop back and try to dice up in the middle of the field. Yeah, and I would like to say, oh, just send somebody deep that started to work for us. Um, but then you saw that throw that he had last week um, might have been the worst interception I've ever seen on a college football field. Um. Just threw it right to that guy. I don't know how yeah, else to explain was, it, but that was awful. Um, but I think I think you you start trying to to trot out Purdy a little bit. Um, let's open the game. Let's just have Purdy run the first first ten plays. Like, let's see what happens, and then. If it doesn't work, then it's fine. Send Harburg back out there. But there needs to be something different because um, the defenses are just getting better as we go on the rest mm-hmm. of the season. So if a 2-5 and five Michigan team or what are they, 2-6, and six, whatever they were, can figure out how to stop it, then these other teams that are far better um, can learn how to stop it as well. Yeah, that's a great point because, and I mentioned this earlier this week, that one of the big downsides with how poorly that Michigan State game went is that, well, now there's a very clear and obvious blueprint on how to further limit the Nebraska offense and how to further, you know, put them in third and long situations and force them to drop back and pass. The way to combat that is throw out something new, and that's maybe in the, the form of Chuba Purdy. I'm absolutely on board with that. Uh, I, I'll be the first one to tweet how crazy it's going to be when he wins the Heisman Trophy this year, if we see him. So, um, or even he was like second. Depth- he was second on the depth chart, depth chart for a reason. So yeah. he's got to have some redeeming qualities to him. Yeah, again, and I, mean, I don't think Sims is the guy this year. I think you just keep him out the rest of the year. But you got to try something different. Yeah, because he also got to mention with Jeff Sims. Well, you throw him out one more play, he burns his red shirt and feels like a whole wasted year for him um whether that's for him or for us it just feels like a shitty situation and yeah super pretty the highest rated quarterback out of this room out of high school there's got to be something something there so yeah i i'd be i'd be excited about that i think it's a good move gotta try something you can't just it, you can't just keep slamming your head into the wall expecting something different to happen so that kind of feels like what this offense has gotten into. That's a good metaphor. It's just banging your head against the wall and hoping to get through eventually. And sometimes it works. Sometimes, you know, Harburg yeah. will dart for a long run or find Malachi Coleman wide open down the field. But I don't think that's consistent enough to rely on when we need to yeah. win one of these last three games. Yeah, it's definitely not. You're not able to just hope and pray that something happens. Like you got to actually go out there and do something about it. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Well, the next thing I wanted to kind of get into as I shift my 45 tabs around <laughs> is uh, our pick from last week. Going to be honest, Tyler, not our best week. Not mm. um, 
yeah, not a not not a great week here as we kind of dive into it. Um, let me see if I can zoom mm. in here a little bit. Uh, whopping three and seven week from Mister No Show as we broke burn. <laughs> and I and I you, I'll ask you to put your eyes on it to make sure I got it right because three and seven is startling. Yeah, yeah, wow. you got it all right. Wow. I mean, what a what a week. That's tough. And I would have been the exact same record as you if I didn't try to commit to the Brook Burn bit and talk about Luther Burden in Missouri. <laughs> Imagine I mean, he said that he wanted to switch. I I would have switched it. He would have been. Yeah, I was truly... thinking. I was like, that's a good deal. <laughs> no kidding. Holy smokes! You're right. Not only not only do you get a win, but he gets a loss two and eight. Would have yeah. been crazy. Jeez Louise. Hey, I'll hand hand up here. Iowa State was not the team I thought they were. No, they they, they didn't look very good, um, which is crazy because I I would expect I would expect if they didn't win, it wouldn't be because they didn't play their best game. Night game at home, blackout uniforms, feels like you're just humming. And and I got a buddy who was there at the game. He's like, this is top two, top three best atmospheres I've ever been to pregame. Granted, the, the game ended up putting that down pretty quickly, but yeah, that was uh, that was a bummer. I'm I, I still feel fine with the pick, but overall, uh, that that stinks. The one I'm more I'm so mad about is Notre Dame and how bad they were. Hey, it helped out my college football pool bet that we have going because uh, okay. I have Clemson. I uh, took them with my first overall pick, so <laughs> oh man. Um, it's been a tough year for them, but I also have Oregon and Kansas. Mm. So it's good value. It works out. Yeah. Good value. Um, we were the only ones right about Oklahoma state. I mean, I guess we just know ball it is what it is. Yeah. Brooks you does not. You were the only one bold enough to pick uh two touchdown favorite Texas at home. Yeah. It was like a mess. I mean, they tried. They tried to lose. Yeah. They tried so hard to lose that game. Let's see. We all got Louisville rights. I was I was really rooting for that to be a good game. I would have loved Virginia Tech to find a way to, to pull it off and get to the ACC championship game with seven wins, but thwarted that one pretty quickly. Um, also, hand up, we should have lost the Ole Miss game. So I'm bitter about Oh, yeah, last second touchdown, right? Well, and a missed field goal at the end by Texas A&M, which not only would have been their first field goal of the game that advances me into the <laughs> afternoon games in that bet. Um, but, yeah, then then it goes into overtime. So it, it, a win's a win, but, man, that's a bummer. That is a bummer. But overall, mm. I think uh, – so we'll, we'll do our, our pick them later on the, this week, but I did just kind of want to highlight as quickly as possible what a disastrous week for – for Mr. Brooke Burn there. That's tough. You hate to see that for my old friend, Brooke. Yeah, I mean, I'm mourning him, thinking about him. I mean, he does still lead the, the season record, so he's, Dude, he's got some. But you're, I'm you're close. Yeah. I'm close. You're, you're coming up to figure it out before I get to him. <laughs> but a great week that I kind of wanted to, to dive into here. So we kind of went over tease that that slate which one of these games are, are you the most excited about outside of you know the outstanding product that i'm sure we're going to get for nebraska maryland 
I'm really excited to watch Ole Miss in Georgia just because of the uh, what I threw out there on uh, early, this other episode that we had this week of the Big Ten versus Pac-12 college football playoff. Yeah. So now down with everybody except for Michigan, Ohio State, Washington, and Oregon. So yeah. that's a crazy. And plus, it should be a good game. It should. You'd think it'd be a good game to watch. Um, Ole Miss, Georgia, probably their their one and only tests this year. Um, and let's see, let's see if Lane Kiffin can finally put something together late in the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like he's what Nebraska was with Bo Pelini. Like he wins all the games that he's supposed to, but like just one time, pull some pull a rabbit out of the hat. This is the spot for it for yeah. sure. Let's see here, just a. Murderers Row, Michigan, Penn State. I I don't know if I'd say I'm looking forward to that the most, but I'm definitely very, very intrigued to see how how it plays out. It has shades of um, Ohio State, Penn State. I could see it's going to be kind of a gritty game, and then Michigan's going to pull away with it. I could see that on the road at, at Penn State. That's not nothing. Um, that should be a night game. That should be a whiteout. But yeah, here we are. Yeah, that is a bummer. Was the uh, was the Ohio State game a night game? No, but that was at Ohio State. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, I I get it. You gotta you gotta put your best foot forward on these networks. But man, come on, they just blow everything every damn time. And I'm I'm looking at the the, the prime time. Well, I guess there's USC and Oregon. So well, that's nine thirty. That's not prime time. The Fox 6 p.m. game is West Virginia, Oklahoma. On ESPN, it's Georgia, Ole Miss. On ABC, it's TCU, Texas. So you could absolutely still have that be a primetime game and get the number one type eyeballs that you're you're getting by bringing it down to an 11 a.m. kickoff. But, you know, know. I don't make the rules. Yeah, it's part of the deal. So. What happens when folks who don't like college football are making decisions for college football? Yep. Um, USC Oregon, I think, will be interesting. Again, I, I don't know if I'm excited to watch that as much, but it'll be. I'm curious to see how Oregon handles that if they run away with the late or. Dude, talk about a gauntlet that USC has gone through. Yeah, man, and that's, uh, that's <laughs> Utah. Um, who was the other game they played? So it started at Notre Dame. Oh, come yeah. home the next week against Utah, at Cal versus Washington, at Oregon, and then UCLA to wrap up their their schedule. Jesus. And they also haven't had; they don't get a bye until the the end of the season. So they've <laughs> so they it'll be nine straight games for them, including that gauntlet there. That's tough. That is really Sch- tough. Schedule makers did not do them any favors. Hmm. That's a hardship to go through. I mean, geez Louise. Because yeah, that preseason, I predicted them to have three losses, but even I didn't anticipate it would be this early in the process. I figured they would have yeah. picked up a couple of those wins, but oh, oh well. Oh, well, so that'll be interesting. I'm, I, I just don't know what to make of USC, and I feel like this will. Give me some clarity in in that realm. 
I mean, this could definitely be a game that USC Fs around and beats Oregon. I mean, it would be very it, it, fitting. Yeah. It, they're not it, a bad feels, team. No. They're just a very one-sided team. Mm-hmm. Then another thing that another game I'll have my eyes on for sure is Miami and Florida State because as with a Big Ten Pac-12 playoff, Florida State's got to got to go down. Miami's I not need, a bad ball team. I need Florida State to lose so bad. Yeah, for a couple it would of different fit my it would fit my narrative so well. <laughs> oh, it would be great. Oh man, um, another game personally, I'll be dialed in for is Auburn and Arkansas because I, I tweeted out all power five predictions for all power five teams. And I got pushed back on two of them. One was Mississippi state, which I'm currently eight for nine, by the way, fuck those guys. And then <laughs> Auburn who I'm currently nine for nine on. Um, so cruising in the, the sec, but I do have Arkansas beating Auburn, which admittedly I don't feel great about. So woo pig suey. All day here, and then Auburn plays. They play New Mexico State, which I chalked up as a win, and then at Alabama, which I feel is a pretty good good loss. But pushing for the agenda, we need Auburn to win yeah. that game. <laughs> yes, we need it real bad. You know, and it's not crazy because it's it's crazy because it's not all that crazy. Like, yeah, Alabama losing to Auburn is very reasonable. Florida State losing to Miami is very reasonable. Texas is going to get night games in Fort Worth this week and in Ames next week. Them losing one of those games isn't crazy. This is not. This is not like when I, you know, I'm I'm putting together scenarios for like Nebraska to get to the Big Ten championship game. It's not like we need this and this and this. Like those are those aren't unreasonable yeah. items to check off. Just need a, a few things to go that way. Like there's not a whole laundry list of stuff that needs to happen. Right. Like we're not asking like Alabama to lose to whatever cupcake they'll have before Auburn. Mm-hmm. We're not asking them to lose to Chattanooga <laughs> at Auburn. New coach. Maybe they're starting to, to click late. Maybe. And then to go beat Georgia. That's it. I mean, that's. That's the path. Two Big Ten teams, two Pac-12 teams. So what happens if, like, let's say Georgia loses this week against Ole Miss, and then they come back and beat Alabama in the SEC title game. Then what happens? I... I think... I I would look at them as the least should be the last one loss power five champion to get in. Other than the ACC. If Florida State loses, I'd still take Georgia over them. But I would take you know, and pro I think I'd even take Texas over them as a one loss power five champ. Definitely Oregon. Def and definitely Oregon. If Washington were to slip, definitely Washington. If Michigan loses this week. And beats Ohio State, definitely them. But I don't think the committee will look at it the same way. Yeah. I think that the the champ the SEC championship cachet will, will carry carry them in. Hmm. But don't think a two loss Alabama team, which we're not that far off from, 
I, I don't think that that would carry enough weight to get over, you know, a one loss Ohio State team with two top 15 wins or a one loss Washington team who beat every team on their schedule. But, man, that that is best case scenario. The more that I think <laughs> about it, the more I fucking love it. <laughs> and especially just like what a what a middle finger. First of all, from the Pac-12. I, oh, you guys talk about how we don't make the playoff. We're going to have half the playoff this year. <laughs> and then uh, a middle finger to this uh, four-team college football playoff. Just like we couldn't even get three conferences in. Outstanding stuff. <laughs> Some other news kind of around the Big Ten. Um, looks like the, the Big Ten informed Michigan it might face disciplinary action, which I don't I even that. kind of know what that means. Yeah, it's probably going to be nothing. It's, it'll take a couple of years, and then they'll be yeah. like, oh, oh, you lose five scholarships. Yeah, and Jim Harbaugh's already, you know, in Las Vegas coaching the Raiders at this point. Yeah, that's – I don't like to hear you say that. That's for sure. I mean, it's either that or he's with the Chargers, I think. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears is the best case scenario. You're absolutely right. That's a good agenda. That's a good agenda to push. Because I don't think anybody, unless you're like a Packers fan or a Vikings fan, I don't think really anybody hates the Bears. But I guess I don't think anybody really hates the Chargers either. Yeah, the Chargers is a very neutral team in the same way. Um, but I'd even say... And I, yeah, the, the Chargers kind of fall in the same boat. Even like the, the Packers and the Vikings, I don't know what it's like up there, but I kind of imagine it, it's not a heated, hasn't kind of a lot of apathy, I'd imagine. Especially as of late. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess maybe, maybe back in our like baby days, Bears, Packers had a little bit more cachet to it. Yeah. So that would be best case scenario for me, at least. Then going to the Bears. Yeah. It's, that's a good call. Keep them, yeah, keep them out of here. Yeah, then the Broncos can still have the, the best coach in the division. So I'll chalk that up as a win. Well, I, I, I'll settle down there. I'll settle down. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting a little too excited now that we don't have our Chiefs home or on the podcast. Um, well, perfect. That's all I had for the week. A big, big week for Nebraska, big week for college football, big week for our, you know, newfound agenda. So outstanding stuff. Anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Go big red. Go big red.